Hi there. Christ for Youth International exists to grow youth in fellowship and in honor of our Lord. To be like well-nurtured plants and pillars to adorn. So we can reach out to our generation with the principles of Christ's leadership. Welcome to the Ahava Dance Woman Podcast. We hope you are blessed as you listen to this message. Lord, we thank you for your wisdom. We pray that, Lord, you bring clarity and understanding to everybody here. And our desires that, Lord, we will live free, rejoicing in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we're talking about sex. And today also we, will, we, we are going to, we're also doing the, launching the purity campaign for this um, month. For this year, sorry. For this year. Um, I think your sound is good too. Yeah, I think I like your sound. Amen. Okay, so where, where do we start from? Okay, let's talk about sex. Uh. Tonight I'm about to say very straightforward things. So. Okay. Okay. So that you don't think I backslided. I just want you to. <laughs> first off, I, I start off first by saying that sex is good. Sex is what? I want, look, look, I want to look at your neighbor next to you and tell the person sex is good. Shake your neighbor and tell the person sex is good. <laughs> Some of you look like already uncomfortable. And then, then this one there. Because I haven't started. I'm just, just, just. Sex is good. Because God was created, sex was created by a good God. And everything that God does is good. So when God created sex, he concluded and said everything is good. So look at everything about sex is good. God is a creator. Even though sometimes about creators or manufacturers, especially those that create things afresh, often there's always a purpose right in the mind. And they think about it. There's a thought that goes into it because obviously you have a purpose. You want to create something and you have a particular purpose in mind. So that will make you start thinking about it. And something can be on the mind for a whole day, sometimes a whole week. Sometimes a whole month, six months, some a whole year, others even years. They're still thinking about it because they're thinking about how what you're thinking about can be, you know, put into, yeah, to be manufactured and it can be put to practical use. Are we good? Uh-huh. So I want you to know that at a point in time, your balls was on God's mind. Tell the one next to you, the vagina was on God's mind at the point in time. <laughs> you see, you can't say, tell the person, are you awake now? Tell the person. <laughs> are you awake now? <laughs> 
was on God's mind because God was thinking, what I want to do, what's the best means, how do I get it? So your job, it was on God's mind. Are you me? When you see the balls that hangs on a stick, hey, are you in the house? <laughs> <laughs> now, after the manufacturer, what they even do is that you have to realize that they test the product and choose. Well, first of all, they will do a prototype and then they will examine the prototype, test it here and there, make sure that it's good enough before it is allowed, allowed for mass production. So I want to tell the one next to you that what you have is good enough. Amen. Tell the person what you have is what? Because heaven has to approve it before it was allowed for mass production. Are you getting me? Because there are those of us that are concerned, what, do I, what I have, is it good enough? Tell the one next to you, what you have, the size, the shape, everything is good enough. Tell the person. Oh, shake the one next to you. Tell the person, it's good enough. Tell the person. Oh, shake your door. Tell the person, what I carry is good enough. Don't worry, it's good. <laughs> Fully loaded, well equipped, heaven approved vetted and approved and it is good enough oh i'm not talking someone in the house i thought it's a good point for us to praise god come on let's praise god what we have is good enough amen aha uh -huh. you have to understand that sex is as if god created us without any sexual organ went to sleep and when he came back the devil has put them there no that's not what happened god thought about it and put it there now so the issue about sex is not whether sex is good or sex is bad the actual challenge with sex is whether we can put sex and purity on the same table. That's where the challenge is. It's not good and bad. Because as for good, we all know it's good. Even the devil knows that it's good. But it's purity on the table that's where the challenge is. Are you in the house? Okay, so I always start off like this. Then I go to this... this, this um, yeah, I've not really been preaching. I've just been rather answering questions. Are you with me? So, from what I understand, you guys, you send your questions ahead of time. Okay, so I'm going to read your questions and I'm going to answer them straight on. Are you in the house? Okay. So, my full message is what I've already preached. It's good. It's good. So, those of you that are wondering, it is good. Uh-huh. Okay. So the first question, are you in the house? If you're in a, a relationship with a guy who is mostly interested in sex and you are not, would you advise that I leave the relationship for my peace of mind? Okay. The person likes sex, but you don't like sex. <laughs> because he's interested in sex, so he, he likes sex. I mean, it shows you where the person is coming from. Are you with me? It shows you where the person is coming from. 
and where the person is coming from is also um, influencing where they are going or how they want tomorrow to look like. And as long as you can identify that you are not on the same page, I will advise you that you should quit the relationship. Now, I don't know whether the person is a Christian, but I know you should be a Christian because you are the way you're asking the question. Now, any relationship that starts with sex is bound to have more problems than you, than you can anticipate. You are bound to have more problems. You are not going to have less problems. You are bound to have more problems than you can anticipate, especially if you want to please God. Because God created sex very well. What I mean by very well is that, you know, I told you it was good, approved, and then was released. So sex has a lot of things inside that makes it very nice. Are you in the house? Uh-huh. So when you start, stopping is not easy. Sex was not designed for you to start and stop. It was designed for you to start and continue. That's the way it is. There's no start and stop. It's start and continue. Are you with me? So don't start, don't be with somebody who wants sex in a relationship. That's to, that's to, just, just move away. Turn about, move away. How far is too far? In a relationship. You see, how far is too far when it comes to sexual things in a relationship? Okay. Here's one of the things you have to understand. Anytime you start doing anything, you have to realize that driving a car, you start unconsciously, unconsciously start increasing the speed. That's the way it works. You are not going to slow it down. You are going to increase the speed. So when you start by holding hands, very soon, kissing on the cheek will come. The minute kissing on the cheek comes... The rest will come. By the time I realize, there's a grabbing of breasts. <laughs> and it will surprise you how the Holy Ghost inside of you by grabbing breasts. It will surprise you. <laughs> Are you with me? So, how far is too far? <laughs> Don't start. The minute you start, see that you are at the end already. The minute you start, you are at the end already. Are you with me? And remember, the human heart, nothing can satisfy except God. Always remember that. Nothing, can, not even sex can satisfy. So the danger is that the minute you start, there's going to be an illusion that I'm going to be satisfied. Small, small, small. But what actually you're doing is that you're craving more, you're going to crave more, and there's no satisfaction at the end, so you are going to keep going. Are you with me? So how far is, look, the minute you start doing those, anything that you've started in a relationship that is very sexual, know that you are seeing, you are very soon going to see the end of it. So don't start. Look at him and say, don't start. Don't start. Don't words. Should oral sex be considered a safer and a more preferred alternative to sex? Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> When I look at some of the questions, I mean, some of the branches, some wild questions, or access, what I work this down, here's the thing. We all carry sexual fantasies based on where we are coming from. If you start watching porn, you start carrying some strange sexual fantasies. Maybe some of them will be that maybe someday you want to see what it looks like with your wife and a Chinese and the three of you. <laughs> you will never know the fantasies you carry. Hmm. We all carry our sexual fantasies. So, 
At the back of our mind, often when people are even when we think about sex and marriage, people have these strange thoughts and things. What 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 can we do? Um what do you call it? Hmm. In the house. Now, based on these fantasies, it gives us certain expectations when it comes to sexuality. Uh-huh. So there are those that are thinking, is it oral? Is it sex toys? Hmm. Is it... Um, hmm. I think one of the questions they ask, is that... Is that um, <laughs> can sexual toys be used in marriage? Oh, man. So these are all thoughts in people's mind to spice up our sexual life. What it will it look like in sexuality and all that? Now, this is what I want to say. Are you in the house? I'm going to first address married people that come to a single. Amen. Now, when you two people marry, what, what they do in bed is between the two of them. It's between the two of them. But there is a, there is a two caution, cautionary um, guidance, guide, guidelines that I give. One, no matter what you do in a sexual relationship with somebody you are married to, you have to be careful to ensure that you guard the conscience of the other person. Mm. you can never subject somebody to a sexual fantasy that defiles their mind. Because we live from our mind. Are you with me? I don't know if you remember the story of, uh, uh, what's his name? Kirk Franklin and the wife. Kirk Franklin will watch porn. And then when he watch porn, he comes in a, in a marital, uh, he wants the wife to do it. So he was subjecting the wife he wanted the wife to, you know, because these are the things that excite him when he's thinking about it. And these are some of the dangers of picking up with porn. Is that porn will give you a fantasy and an expectation that is likely going to make you become unchristian in your marriage. So she will make the wife, she'll subject the wife to do that. But the wife will wake up and say she's always sad because her conscience, she's unhappy. Mm. And so... One of the things you have to watch is because any 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 time you make somebody do something that breaks their conscience, you're not walking in love. You might think that I love you or you love me, but you are breaking their mind, which is you can't touch that. I'm not making some sense. And then the next point is, I told you that every designer starts with purpose. God started sex with purpose in mind. And I said, two married people, whatever you do is between the two of you, but you have to be guided by purpose within your purpose within your marriage anything you are going to do sexually you have to be guided by purpose purpose is like this how many of you have seen a kite before you've seen a kite okay it can go very far but as long as the string is attached to it it's still a kite but the minute the string leaves it it's just a flying thing that's the way it is in marriage the minute you pull purpose away from what you are doing it could be too sex or uh, too um uh, what do you call it? Porn stars in, in marriage. Hey, am I talking to in the house? The way you have gone quiet. Are you in the house? Okay, so in the same way, oral sex. If you're a Christian and you choose oral sex, you're so defining your mind. <laughs> hmm. 
Why? Because the Christian is not supposed to engage in sexual activity until the altar. So, it, whether it's oral, whether it's just touching the balls or whatever it is. Hey, I might talk. I said, I said tonight, I came. <laughs> we always complain. No adults have parents don't want to talk to sex. Talk, talk sex with us. Now God has given you somebody to talk sex about. It. Now you're uncomfortable. <laughs> Look at the one next to the You can't be uncomfortable. You listen. Who better to talk about sex than the pastor? You, you listen. You, you listen. Am I doing something in the house? Yeah. So. It's neither oral nor touching or whatever. If you are not married, if your conscience is not, if, see, if your conscience doesn't worry you after you engage in sexual activity when you are not married, they have a broken conscience. That's what I mean. Or Bible put it this way, a seared conscience. It means it doesn't work. You need a reactivation of your conscience. Are you in the house? And all them, this, this also to say that they have, sometimes you have in a Christian setting, there are these brothers who, who's, Motto is that the, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Are, are they in the house? Are they in the house? Is everybody know be firewood? Then why do you take it close to, fi- to fire? Why do you take it close to fire? I'm not making some sense, somebody. Aha, uh-huh. so they go about with God, you go and get a, 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 an innocent Christian girl, and by the time you realize, you are, you are pushing them into some things. Hey, are you in the house? Yeah. If you are seated by a brother, say, be careful, be careful, be careful. What are some boundaries you can set with someone you are entering a relationship with? Um, during this, uh, uh, this month, as I talked about purity, I realized that part of a challenge with a lo- lot of us in in our relationships, Christian relationships, is that we don't have a purity plan for our relationships. And you know what they say, when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That's the reason why, as I said, the problem is not whether sex is good or bad. The problem is being, putting sex and purity on the same table is where the challenge is. You need to have a plan you are, look, you need to have a plan if you are going to stay pure in any relationship. Remember, the two of you are in a relationship because you are sexually attracted to each other. It's not spiritual attraction. It's sexual attraction. It means that if all being equal, if you get a woman's breast, you press it like that. Yeah. <laughs> see, and the Christian sister says he loves you, then you go, your head, look, that's what he wants to do to you. That's the damage he wants to do to your breast. <laughs> that's the dummy wants to do to your breast. You think what? Ask why your your mother's breasts have all fallen. <laughs> hey, you don't. It's true. <laughs> if you go go ask your mother why is your breast down, tell you ask your father. <laughs> you see your father. It's your father that has pressed the breast that you're talking about. Are you in the house? So, because you know you are attracted, you are sexually attracted to each other, you must have a purity plan. This is where purity plan start. One, this is how it starts. One, design a purity plan. One, you guys have to discuss it. What does the Bible say? The Bible said that even looking, you have done it. 
That's what it starts with. That's the purity with Jesus. Even looking, you've already done it. So it means that touching and all those things, this one that we have even gone too much. So based on that, do you agree? Do you agree that sexual, all these things are Ask each other and make sure that the person opens their mouth. Don't answer for them. Let the guy answer. Guy, let the girl answer that I'm fully in agreement with the dictates of scripture. I'm a child of God and I believe what the scripture says. The minute you start discussing, the person says, but, say, okay, then I think we have to end it here. That's all. Because if you compromise this one, you can never tell what are things you can compromise on. So put it there, number two. Now, based on this agreement, we have to be open with, we know things that trigger us towards sexual um, excitement. Okay? Maybe me as a guy, if I see the breast moving, the, the buttocks going up and down, I'm dead. I finish. I finish. You have finished me. <laughs> and this one, you have to be honest. Sometimes we pretend, since a Christian, we pretend as if we don't know what sexual attraction is. Look, be honest with the person. When I see this, it moves me. That's the way I am. When I see that, it moves me. When you say, honey, pedant, Charlie, honey, so that we know that we'll take honey from our conversations. Because honey will kill you. <laughs> or baby, or all those things. You know. So, we look at all those things, and then we write them. So, okay, you this, that, this, that, that. Now, number three. Based on these, these are the boundaries we are setting. What is one boundary? We are not going to be found alone. We trust God, we trust each other, but we are never going to be found alone. If we have to be alone, so it's because of, oh, um, um, what are you, can you come over? Is the mother there? Is your sister at home? Is your father there? Okay. If you're home alone, then you got to be alone. Holy Spirit will comfort you, yes. No. <laughs> uh, these are the boundaries. You have to be very practical. If you put it in the sky, you'll, be, you'll lose it. And majority of us say, we've lost it. Hey, the only place I've got, you have it. <laughs> Set the boundaries. Clear boundaries. Don't be ambiguous about it. We don't kiss. We don't do this. We don't that. We don't touch. We don't do that. Uh, places that I get to hug you is in public. See why I'm meeting. So make sure you don't go very far because that's my chance to hug you in a week. Beyond that, as, as, uh, so when you say hug your neighbor, then you can walk all over and go and hug. You'll be here, but you go there, go and hug and come and sit. <laughs> that's it. Under the light, the light is bright and everything. That's all. Set those boundaries. And then the fourth point, the relationship you take it to, one that you both respect. With these clear boundaries, you are going to put it before them. So when a person is calling you and is asking questions, asking questions based on this information. Clear. So there's no ambiguity anywhere. Does it make sense? Aha. Uh-huh. So if you're in a relationship here, you don't have a plan. You got to start making a plan. Today, go and make what? Hallelujah. 
Anytime you, somebody tells you I'm in a relationship, so ask the person, do you have a, a purity plan? If they don't, tell the person, you have to be more serious than that. Okay, so when you do this, I think you can maintain purity in your relationship. Number six, says, I'm in a relationship with a Christian brother who thinks he has control over me in the relationship because he has contributed to my spiritual growth to some extent. Is it okay to break things off with him? I think this one you should have asked Elton and Ishra during the, <laughs> during the relationship. Well, see, when God gave the mandate of dominion, it's not to have dominion over each other. It's to have dominion over the earth. Always watch it, guys. Guys, take that caution. We are never to dominate our wives or people we are in relationship. Never. Husbands are never to do that. It's not dominate. We, we are given the mandate to dom- um, have dominion over the earth. The earth is the animals. What the, what the animals and what? The trees, the plants, the earth. Are we good? Okay. So if you notice that this person is, is doing that, then the person may have challenge with bringing their strength under control. That's the indication. You see, but the challenge is that when you're in love with somebody, you can't see things clearly. You usually even come to wrong conclusions easily. Because you see his dominance as, uh, as what? Passionate. We describe everything in love as passionate. Are you with me? Uh-huh. So, what I, I advise you is that before breaking off, why don't you take your, if your relationship accountable, Discuss this with the one that both of you are accountable to and see how they can uh, address that, addressing the matter. Maybe, for all you know, he's struggling with a sense of entitlement uh-huh, because he thinks he has so, you know, we all struggle with that, the sense of entitlement and go and work it out. But if you notice that it's not workable, you are free to go. As a matter of fact, until you come to the altar, you are free to walk away anytime. Are you aware of that? Yeah, until you come to the altar, you are free to walk away. Don't feel obligated and say no. It's not, there's a, remember, there's a before the covenant and there's after the covenant. Before the covenant, you are free to make all your decisions, walk away. But after the covenant, after you come to the altar, you are, now what, what, what happens is that all your wisdom and your, and your strength is to obey and to follow through with your covenant. But before, use your wisdom to walk away. But after, you can't. All that you have is to make sure you stay. Am I making some sense in the house? Uh-huh. So look at the next year. You are responsible. are responsible. Are you in the house? Uh-huh. Is it, is it true that one of the major ways ladies show love is by giving sex? When you're asking, is it true? I, I, I see that you're asking as a woman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I know that I, I know that some women, obviously, remember that even when everybody, we are also subjectively unique. So it's not mandatory that that's the way you are going to. Maybe you, your expressions of, of gratitude is different. But most, <laughs> most women tend to do that. I think because psychologically they know that the man is more physical. So by offering sex, they feel they have given the man something that he likes the most. Uh-huh. Most women do that, um, but it's wrong. Are you me? It's okay in marriage. It is said that in marriage, it said, 
A woman will give sex in order to receive love. A man will give love in order to receive sex. When these two people are covenant to each other, it's a good exchange. But when you are not covenant to each other, here's what a challenge uh, uh, potentially happens. We, you see, we, we are, the greatest struggle we have is self-centeredness, is selfishness. It is the element of Christ that is changing us or has changed us from the within and gradually we are learning to be selfless. But everybody is self-centered. Raise your hand to hit and see whether the person will stay there. We are prone self-protective. The selfish. So psychology said that if you give an uh, average person, you give a, a new pen to, to write anything, averagely, they write their name first. Because the self is on the mind. When he says, I care about you, my friend. My friend. When the guy sees buying gifts for you, yes, he might think as if it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's you. But remember, at the end, it's what you receive at the end. That's the way we are. He will start to say, I don't Oh, it's, one, it's not for anything. But when she will call you and say, come and do something for me. Yeah. When she will say, oh, me, me uncle, oh it's, escort me here. And why would he feel the need to ask you that? Because he feels he has given you something. At the heart of it, listen, at the, look, are you in the house? As a matter of fact, one of the reasons why marriages are struggling to survive is because of self-centeredness. Doesn't matter. Let me, I, I, are you in the house? You see, we exalt love. Love, oh, I feel, I love you, you know. I love you, but I love you. But, but I love you. The feeling of love, but I love you. And so everywhere, oh, but love. Love, love is a reason. Love, no, but when I, look, I read the Bible, I found something. Uh, would I use the word better? I don't know whether that's a, the, the best word to use. But I found something better. And I realized that the better thing in more than love is covenant. Why am I saying that? We are all reading the Bible through the year, right? Those of you that are, okay, some of you, you are not. But you see something that even God at a point in time started struggling with his love for Israel. He said he was going to wipe them off, kill all of them, kill all. We will kill everybody. <laughs> even God. As a matter of fact, when you even read the Bible, you realize that God was learning how to love the guys. Every morning they would come with one trouble or the other. <laughs> Every morning, God is so. I mean, when I was listening to, uh, listening to the Bible, it's as if God was complaining. You people, you people, you people, you, you, this, God was talking, plenty talk. And so, God's conclusion was you know, let me kill them and start again. <laughs> fresh starts. Easy. I'm telling you, fresh start. And then all this problem will go. And then Moses went to God. What did Moses tell God? Remember your covenant. Said if your if you know your covenant, other people people will laugh at you that you could not do it. You went to give them a word, now you are going back on it. So it took God's own covenant to keep God bound to his love. Hey, am I making something somebody? Covenant is what keeps love or gives love a chance. Covenant is what gives love a chance. Covenant is better. Don't what am I saying that in, in context of this? 
covenant is what gives us a chance to work on our selfishness so that we become less selfish and become more selfless because from beginning god says you people are troubling me i'm going to kill you but by his own word he has to he has to entertain and contain the people so god has to put them more on his focus so when you read the bible god said my eternal love for you hi because i've covenanted to you hey am i making some sense somebody look at him and say covenant 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 what's covenant so what i'm saying is that in whatever we do remember we are self-centered selfish and the holy ghost is dealing with us every day every day look sometimes you can see a, a, a christian brother speaking tongues plenty 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 and kind of make you it can give you the assumption that this guy is mature but watch <laughs> the same christian brother can speak in tongues but if he has no work on his self-centeredness you see the acts of the flesh on his life sin is just flesh it's self you have placed yourself first that's all i want to have sex you have placed yourself first can we do in that yourself first Usually, what you say, I'm alone. You, 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 I'm not just saying that. It's self. Shake your name and say, It's a self. It's a self. Hey, are you? I'm not telling someone the way you're looking at me. <laughs> it's a self. Someone is a self. Okay. So, watch it. That's why we tell you that mature people are meant for marriage. Do you know why? Maturity. It's just learning to be selfless. So anytime you tell somebody I love you, you know what you're saying? You said, I'm going to take advantage of all my gifts, my experiences, my resources, my provision to make you profitable. Until you come to that level, you don't love the person. That's what marriage is about. So marriage is two individuals trying to take advantage of what they have for the other person to grow. Who wouldn't want to be in that? We are living age day and age where people are thinking about themselves. before they go into marriage, they're already separating their goods. This one is mine, or which one is yours? And then he said, This is love. It's all love. Yeah, let me say somebody. Shake your hand and say, Neighbor, this is what love looks like. This is what love looks like. Are you in the house? Okay, okay. Is sex the only way two people can be intimate? No. Before you get to sex, there's emotional intimacy. And that's where most also young people fall into. Don't worry, the glory cloud is all over this place. <laughs> young people often become emotionally intimate. Yeah. Come to see why I'm meeting. He said, look at you and he said, neighbor, you're beautiful. You look smiles oh nice so goes after meeting takes the number by the time i realize you're calling texting each other calling texting each other calling texting each other then all of a sudden you you can't even eat without without texting the person first <laughs> emotional intimacy so when when your spiritual head finds out and says look this is wrong it's like he has killed you you see the way it hurts yeah, you have become very intimate with the person. Yeah, and lots of you guys do that. You become emotionally intimate with somebody. 
emotional intimacy. That's where it starts from. Hey, I'm not making some sense, somebody. Uh-huh. I've always encouraged people that even when you like somebody, that's when you have to even slow down the process. So that you are sure of what you are doing. But you meet somebody two, three days, I'm in love with you. Hey. No, no, no. I'm telling you. Do you know what love is? Love grows based on knowledge. As some of that, love is equal to as much as you know. What you don't know, you don't love. You think you do, but you don't love. Mr. and Mrs. Poby, they are now growing love because every day they are getting to know. Even though they've been in a relationship for so long, every day they are getting to know. Mm-hmm. So there will come some years that they will say, I love. I think I was watching a video of a, a couple I've married for 60 years. It was just so beautiful. I said, keep talking. And the woman keeps talking to said, My husband is a good man. Says a good man, 60 years. Still, I said, look, he's a good man. Is this and and the love is beautiful. It's beautiful. Are you with me? Because what they have discovered, they have decided to stay. And I remember the man says, look, 60 years is not easy. He said, it takes work. That's the word. Why two white people? I think they are, they are both Greeks. He said, it takes work. He said, never go to bed without saying I love you to each other. Say, even when we are fighting, before we go to bed, I love you, my skull. So if you have thrown blows, you have to know how to. <laughs> Uh, yeah you can imagine serious because there'll come a time you realize that the person there's no improvement anymore that's it no improvement the improvement is grade three that's it now you're saying say my friend i told you say you love love the person Cover their own. This is what it is. So don't start quickly and then two, three days. No, I love you. My friend, slow down. Look at him and say, slow down. Turbo. Oh, shake your name and say, slow down. Slow down. You have 15 years, 16 years. I'm in love. You are in love with what? What do you know? All you know is that it goes to Martin. That's all. Don't entangle your heart first. Guys, guard your heart. Guard it. Guard it. Please, guard it. You make it difficult for us to advise you. Because when they come, the way they come and describe, the way I feel, I, I, know, I know it's the Lord. I know. How do I advise you against this one? You already know it's the Lord. How can I advise you? What do you do when you know you are sexually attracted to someone? Run. <laughs> <laughs> run because sex is like putting the cart before the horse wrong but it also can be an indicator if you are mature it's a different thing but if you are young go the other way listen if you are young you are not near married within two years and you notice you are sexually attracted to somebody go the other way look for an excuse to always be away from the person not be with the person. Break and, and get rid of this tension that is, is going to build up between the two of you. Find a way of just let it go. Are you with me? Remember, large percentage of it is just hormones. 
just hormones. <laughs> so <laughs> break it. Don't let that detect. But if you are matured and you realize that you are sexually attracted to somebody, the question you should ask yourself is that okay, being matured, I kind of like the person. Now I must know them. Are you with me? So now you start taking actions that has to do with knowing. And that knowing is not just the two of you. You see, the minute you settle on somebody as you, are, you love the person, your intelligence is often compromised. Because you have concluded. So all your brain power is to interpret that what you're seeing is what you want. That's why sometimes you need other people to help you to see right. You get it? Uh-huh. So you let your leader or some people that know them, sometimes don't disclose them. Oh, just be in a conversation with them. So ask them questions and let them give you feedback about the person. Are you with me? Uh-huh. Sometimes in, in situations when you see them and the person is behaving, whatever you see that the person is doing, behaving unconsciously, that's, who, that's the true them. See them fully and shouting, that's the true them. Remember, in marriage, that's the way they'll be. <laughs> are you with me? Because when you go and declare your intention, everything else they are going to do is a put up. Yeah. But when you marry, marriage is clear eye. Eye <laughs> <I> clear. <laughs> then now you say, yeah, okay. That's <laughs> what. Who was, who, who was it? Was it a prophet? Actually, who was saying? He said, he said, or not him. Somebody was saying that. The preacher was, he said, okay, um, Dr. Miles, he said, the woman you're going to marry. If you want to see how she's going to be, look at the mother. He said, there's a greater chance to turn life out like <laughs> Yeah. He said, observe, he said, the same with the, the man, look at the father. Greater chance. And then I noticed when he said that, I, 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 so I was just thinking, I said, okay, my father, you know, and I realized that, yes, I, by God, gave God me wisdom early to realize that my father's weakness are women. So I stayed clear of that because I realized that my father could have been one of the greatest people on the land, but by women, he was brought to nothing. So I learned that lesson. But the other thing I noticed that my father doesn't scream, doesn't shout. At home, my father addresses things, and I can see the consistency to which I've approached problems, just like my father. Are you with me? Yeah. So even the parents can help you see who you are going to get married to. Mm. I might. <laughs> are you in the house? Uh huh. So don't go charging into something, thinking that you can handle it. A lot of men start off thinking they can handle it until by the time they get inside the world, they are becoming like mismit. <laughs> no, I was saying, he said, listen to a marriage counselor. He said, look, the music marriage counselor read somewhere. He said, a lot of men go to marriage. But he said, within three years or something, they become quiet. <laughs> Most men who are talkative, they enter and their more maturity has come. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not because, look, women are wonderful, but you need greater knowledge to handle them. I've always said, look, women are gifted. They are more, look, you need a greater knowledge. Recently, I was just thinking, I said, look, you, you, you can't handle a woman unless you are wise. So ladies, the ones you are going to say, oh, it's a fool, but like, eh? 
Okay. Go. When they said they're telling you this guy, so no, that's what I like. So you realize that you, you go inside some women are they, they, they feel like there are two people, like two of them are in a relationship. They're thinking not only for themselves, but thinking for the fool. Mm. Double burden. You are gifted. Make sure that you go for a wise man. Observe among men the wise. Wise in his ways, wise in his choices. Observe. That's what you should. You, 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 women, you are smart. You should be smarter. And choose a wise man. Hey. He may not have been there, but as long as he's wise, he'll get you there. Don't go for these branded, uh, how do you call hot hairs. I mean, simple hands or talking here and there, but you can see there's, there's no wisdom. It's not submitted to anybody. It's not doing, and that's the one you want. Okay, it's coming. You see, very simple. <laughs> Can ladies go on to befriend their crushes? <laughs> but I think it's just like what I just answered. Because once you know you're attracted and not mature, go the other way. Very soon, you start sending them texts that's so strange to them. Do you have to give their phone to somebody? Do you know that we do that? So she said this. Read it. Read from the beginning. Read that. <laughs> what do you think she means by that? We do that. As guys, we do that. What do you think he say, he, he, she means? If you give me strange messages, please go the other way. How well can one suppress extreme sexual desires? Hmm. It's a good question. Extreme sexual desires. Suppress. Is the word suppress? Hmm. In all these years of trying to handle sexual, I can't, I, I, to date, I don't even know how to call it. I don't know whether I suppress, but I think the Bible puts it well that we should all control. I don't think suppress is controlling. Control means that be fully aware of what you have and then direct it well. Are you with me? Uh huh. So you can't suppress it. Just be fully aware. First of all, start by being aware that I am a sexual being. I carry balls, I carry vagina. Yeah. And these things are attached to hormones, to your brain. And sometimes of the month, they, just be, they have a, a mind of their own. For guys, it's not a month, a whole day. Uh, uh, some days. <laughs> Early in the mornings. I heard somebody said before that, I think with ladies, he said about six, I, I stand to be corrected, but about six, six days in the month is when sometimes they, come, they can come under intense sexual pressure. But the man is the rest of the day. <laughs> 24 days he's always under sexual pressure <laughs> are you with me you know it's been said like the description the, the woman is like a, the stove the electric stove slowly warms up but the man is like the gas cooker a womb so everywhere the man is walking, it's about to go off. <laughs> Sitting church to see the bread, womb, it's hot. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I saw I saw I saw this video, church service. 
They're doing praises. And this woman at the back. And the botosh was shaking. Look, it's not a joke. I don't know whether she was striking or a man. I don't know whether she Look, the ladies' botosh were just bouncing. The guys standing by, they all going to hell. They went to hell and back. <laughs> Listen, because the guy is about to go off anytime. That's why we say, look, ladies, that's why we can be dressed well. Look, a man does, he can put the cross on it. Let's see. The cross can be here, but the guy is on flame. It's on fire. He's calling Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. Are you, I'm telling you. Look, I'm true life story. Sometimes, look, you are getting out of a torture. All of a sudden, you root. Why? Hot. So sometimes, what? You have to pretend as if you are doing your... your or you are pocketing or... Oh, it's not your pocket. You are lying. You are putting their wells <laughs> because you are on fire. <laughs> Somebody said that he, when he hears, he hears the sound of generator. <laughs> he said, hey, hey, you never know. <laughs> Look, man, man, he has to manage all this, <laughs> and I'm telling you, a manage pocket. But the trouble we carry so is you. <laughs> That's why it's, it's unfair when we have come looking for the Lord for help. And then you are sitting by and your breast is all over. Sometimes, look, he, he, the guy deliberately has to say, oh, Jesus. But half of all Jesus is the breast. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, when I started dealing with sexual issues, we sometimes, I said, go to God, I said, God, you have made it impossible for us to win. That's my prayer. I said, God, what do I tell anybody? You have made it impossible. Look at the way our body responds. You, you have made it. No, you have made it impossible. It's very hard. It's not easy. Are you guys with me? Yeah. <clears throat> so, recognize that you are a sexual being. Now, to, I also said this to say that the playbook the devil uses on all of us, knowing that we are all sexual beings, is the same. The devil is not sitting wherever his kingdom is and he's deriving new playbook all the time. Remember, the guy is a very efficient person. The same playbook. But the reason why his playbook is working is because we all pretend we are not sexual. There's a lot of pretense with church people. Because the best of Christianity is to pretend you don't have any problem. Uh-huh. It's to pretend as if you don't have a problem. So when somebody comes and somebody is telling you, I'm struggling sexually, I say, hey, brother, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are humble, the best they say, brother, don't even say me too. I'm I'm hot. How do we help each other? One of the things I've noticed is that usually we talk about accountability. People people are being accountable after they are burned. But rather we are supposed to be accountable when the heat is coming. Then we can save you. But after you finish burning, what is the saving? What should I do? <laughs> so can you imagine if brothers were calling each other and reaching each other and said, Charlie, I'm at that, that moment. Oh. He said, okay, where are you? 
Come. Or maybe block, which block is this one? Block 10. Which block is this one? Block 11. You have a cold. You come out. It is burning, you know, so that your neighbor. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. So that your neighbors and the brothers will come. Tell you, where are you? Let's go play some ball. I'm telling you. <laughs> mayday, mayday. Brother man is dying. I'm telling you. Man now. Oh, you call your friend. Sewa says she's coming. You know me and Sewa, they will kill it. So please come. So while Sewa is there, you're also there. We are playing Ludu. We are all playing Ludu some. <laughs> and you go and see Sewa off. Sewa, God bless you. Next week we'll try again. You come, the brothers are there. That's how you say. Mommy, give some sense, somebody. Yeah, look, we have to be open. That's a start from. Let's stop pretending. Because our world is a sexualized world. I told you, anybody that has this means that there's a potential they are watching porn. Everybody. I'm telling you, don't, whether it's a pastor, where's Kasok or whatever, is watching porn. Recently, didn't come out a pastor and a, a, a pastor in the U.S. and a woman was giving the woman uh, what's the word that they give they, they mention at uh, at uh, uh, Adenta. Somebody has a question. Canally, whatever. Canalingus, I never heard it before. Mm. Mm. Yeah. The pastor was doing Yeah. And I think the woman is not even married. He's not even married to a woman. Don't let the cassock lie to you. Every look. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not doing something in the house. That's so. so <laughs> oh, man. Are you in a house? Because sometimes you see someone is going to visit. You are going to visit. It's just a brother. Don't do that. No, don't oversimplify it and and throw away reason. Don't be like a fool, because the enemy is going to take away, uh, take advantage of your foolishness. The fact that you are you are a man, look, it will remove your dross if it will change. It's there. So don't look when you are going to go with somebody. It's important. You have to do. Let's treat ourselves like somebody say, but don't do it, trust ourselves. My friend, have you seen where God said, trust each other when the sexual temptation is in the Bible? He actually said you should run. So, what's the position of the Bible towards you? Are you with me? So, let's open up. Let's talk to each other. And then, are you in the house? Are you in the house? Get somebody who you respect to help you on your journey of changing. We all we are on the journey of growth, remember. And some of us are different, different. For some, it may not be maybe sexual problem is just ten percent. Maybe other problems, attitude, 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 my attitude. Now that's the word. Sometimes my tongue and my maybe that's what is your problem. It's not just that it's necessarily sexual, but we are all on a journey of growth. And the person whose own is maybe fifty percent, sixty percent sex doesn't make you even less of a person. The same way somebody who's dealing with the attitude, the same way you're dealing sexually. So you should be open and talk to somebody you trust who is helping you to walk the journey of becoming better. The great challenge with a lot of Christians is that we let shame become a hindrance from becoming better. Meanwhile, Jesus took all your sin and your shame and hung on the cross. So you have to have somebody who can tell you, look, this is my problem. I watch porn a lot. That's where the problem is. And some of you, look, porn watch takes away motivation for living. 
psychologically. Often, sometimes, even in porn watch, over a period of time, you, you, you lose appetite for greatness. Yeah. It will, because you go through this cycle of up and down, up and down, up and down. And that's psychologically not good. Are you with me? Porn will lead to masturbation. Masturbation will lead, uh, sometimes, if you have opportunity, you have sex. In whatever form. But whatever the case is, as well as when you're a Christian, you are never going to be a happy person and psychologically sound enough to be successful. Are you with me? I believe, and I've said it before, the devil, the devil is so much afraid of our generation. That's why he has given us this drug of sex. Sex is a drug now. Just to keep us all under influence, sedated. We can't do anything. You get, you go through a little bit of depression. We don't, we lack mental strength. Immediately you go for porn. To give you some level of happiness. And that's what is happening. So you have to go to somebody you trust and who cares about you and talk to the person. And this one, remember, it's a journey. Some of us, we, we calculate the hours we have put into porn watching. By this time, you could be having a degree. <laughs> Meanwhile, you want to use a certificate course to come out. No. It's a, look, it's a journey of humility. Humility. Look, that's what it does. Is you, you have to be humble if you're going to come out of sexual addiction. You've got to be humble. Hey, am I making some sense? Yeah, you have to be humble. Whether you're a female or a male, you have to be humble. Look at the one that said, you have to be humble. Is it bad to practice anal sex in marriage? I always say this shows up all the time. Because somebody was asking, said, okay, is the one that is married... Um, that that sex to the anal is he, is he also gay? <laughs> but I think I've answered that. Remember, conscience and purpose. So if you use conscience, don't say say what No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know. No. <laughs> because I, look, honestly, some of us that's the both of guys. That's why we're taking to marriage you. Because when you watch, you watch porn, you see the woman is suppressed under subjection. Porn, they take porn, especially, I'm talking about heterosexual uh, porn, they take it in such a way that the pleasure comes from sub, uh, the woman being suppressed and it's just curtailing to the appetite of the man. But marriage in sex is totally different. Mm. You can't have sex, get out of bed, and the one in bed is emotionally broken. You can't do that. That's why even in marriage, in marriage, like in marriage say, look, when, when you're getting ready for sex, especially for the guys, look, <laughs> let me put it this way. You see, God is so interesting. He puts one who can flame up like this and one who is slow to warming up together. What does it mean? The one who can flame up like this has to learn the patience. So when you want to have sex, you speak into it. Into it. You warm it up. When you're leaving home, to the way you're looking I would have married you over and over again. Mm. You are sewing into hell. You go 10 o'clock, you send a message thinking about you still. Hey. 1 o'clock, you sent rose, just one, no plain brown rose. With a note, something beautiful. Look, by 3 o'clock, she's asking, why? She's ready for whatever you are bringing. 
Meanwhile, it's possible the man started becoming hot in the morning. He saw you are hot now. I said, what the? I said, what the? I said, no. And I said, so we did. What the? No. Are you in the house? It's not like that. Because a lot of, lot of women in marriages are complaining that they are being, it looks as if they are being raped by their husband. What constitutes a rape? A rape not ready and forcefully put in there. Yeah. She's not ready emotionally. So she hasn't given, because where the sexual organ is, the person has to give you a, a, a way, even if you are married to her. She can't take it and give it to her. Faculty of yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? And it's attached to a human being with an emotion. Am I making some sense? <laughs> That's why, ladies, one more time, you need an emotional man. You need an uh, emotionally matured man, let me put it away. Emotionally matured man to be able to understand you. So that in sexual, the person can learn how to warm you and walk you through and bring you to a place where you are giving your everything to them. Am I making some sense, somebody? Uh huh. So, as for Anal or whatever, we have answered that. Amen. Hmm. Assuming I was a lady who has been, who has been well, keeping my virginity for decades and finally gets married. <laughs> okay. Okay. It says, assuming, my, assuming I was a lady who had been keeping my virginity for decades and finally gets married, and my husband doesn't last more than a minute in bed and fails to meet my sexual expectation, what do I do? Is it bad then for me to use a sexual app? It's getting tensions, eh? <laughs> okay. Are you in the house? Now, the lady, the way she's used as you mean, means she hasn't been keeping herself. <laughs> and uh, the way she's coming from, is, is it, that's the where the flaw, there's a flaw in her question. Let me show you. If, let's say for instance, You've never eaten any banku anywhere. <laughs> Assume me. You have not eaten banku. <laughs> That's it. Well, the, that banku is good enough banku for you. As a matter of fact, when somebody else says, I took banku, your experience is what you're going to use subjectively. Because all you know is one banku. That's all you have taken. Are you in the house? But when you have taken lots of bankus, this was going to happen. Any banku you take, chances are, as of the minute you, you start taking other bankus, you are going to measure every banku you take. You, you take with the first one, which you liked. The one that met your satisfaction. 
you use every one of them and as a matter of fact when it comes to sex people measure every experience by their first experience mm. hey yeah it becomes a standard there's this lady i read she said she's she has had sex 57 times before she got married she counted said yes she counted and out of the 57 i think 57 people yeah she said 24 of them rocked their world she said i know because i counted then a poor christian brother came along and she said oh he's good everything and all that and she married first year she got she she became pregnant i think a year later or something or two pregnant like she gave she gave birth uh, three conservative times following so after the third one then she met one of the 24. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And then she realized that she's not satisfied. So she wants to go back to the, 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 that one. Because that one reminds her of everything she has been missing. Yeah. yeah. It's a good question you're asking. It's because she has tasted. That's why I said that. I said that. Don't joke. Listen, God said, don't do it until there's a covenant is to guard your heart and guard you are you with me there's some people that are worried about my husband satisfied it's because you're tasting something if you have not tasted anything trust me not ever the size comes it will be more than enough for you it will be more than it because a lot of guys are under pressure and they themselves are also watching porn yeah look when guy watch porn, some of time I was guy, so when you watch a porn, you only look at the vagina. What do you watch? He said, no, you watch the whole action. So the mind, the man is also looking at the penny and say, hey, the lady is responding to this size. What is my size? Ah, <laughs> uh, am I talking to somebody in the house? That's why both must stop watching porn. Are you with me? Wait, make sure you eat only one banku. And that banku should be afterwards covenant. And you stick to just one, it will be enough. If you are sitting by a lady, tell the lady one is enough, one is enough. Shake the lady and tell the person one is enough, one is He said, if you, if you are married to or about to get wedded to a man who isn't sexually active. <laughs> how, yeah, how do you know he's not sexually active? Okay, he says, so he decides to get sex toys. So it can replace the sexual parts. The man will not do that to a man wants to do the things, eh, sexual.
Or is it more that you are saying that should sexual toys be introduced into? Should the believer go ahead with that with this agreement? <laughs> Once again, fantasies, sexual toys, and all those things are fine. Somebody is asking, so what if what if you 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 this has travel far and you're alone? So that's why you're supposed to have learned to be alone at least 25 years before you marry. You get it? So don't come and say it's been away two years, you are dying. You are 25 years old, you are without this. What are, you, what are you doing? Did you die? Yeah, you are not dying. So how are you dying? Self control. Shit, that's it. Show also. Show also. Tell me about also. Please let the cast go round. Uh huh. Shall also while, while, while I conclude on this, I'm going to give you all pretty cards. Mm, are you in the house? Now let me share this. Let me show you show this, this. It's not that sex is not good. The challenge is what purity. Now anytime we are meaning purity, I'll take. Can you give me one? Anytime we mean purity. Uh huh. Thank you. To them okay leaders please don't pick based because of the numbers don't pick we'll get yours to you so let's uh, the rest everybody pick they're going to share the cards while they're sharing the cards just pay attention to me now what is purity when you read the bible you come across god keeps using the word uh, um holy unto me S- be sanctified but in other words, he used the word be separated from the world. Purity, holiness, sanctification, they are all the same word. This is a simple um, understanding. When you get this, everything will be fine. Are you in the house? For instance, my shoe. This one. Can you imagine you come to my house and I'm using it to dig the ground? Chances are you think I'm mad. Right? You conclude that there's something wrong with me. That why are you using the shoe for that? And what I'm doing is that I'm making the shoe unholy. It means this, and get this. I'm not using the shoe for what it was created for. I'm not separating it and allowing it to do what it's created for. Holiness. Anytime anything is pure, holy, even the th- in, in, in the Bible, the mention God said, don't even, um, um, to, to, is it the Nazarene? He said, don't even put two cloths together. He wanted to give them the picture of holiness. He said, make sure that the cloth and everything is the same. Meaning, let it be unique and separate without any contamination and, and mixture. Holiness is simply a separation of what God has created for its purpose. That's all. So for the man and the woman, the young gentleman that is not married, per God's design, you are not supposed to do anything with your sexual organ except to discharge waste. (laughs) 
Are you in the house? It's what? Look at the one next and tell the person what you are. Tell the person it is to. Some are married. They, are so just, they have extra purpose. But, hey, are you in the house? Ask the one next are you married? What's the answer? Wait for the answer. What's the answer? Then tell the person what your sexual organ is for. Tell the person. the oil to touch your, your sexual organ for you to be holy. Am I making some sense? Somebody? <laughs> Se- <laughs> Separate it for its purpose and let it do its purpose. That's holiness. But here's the interesting thing. The same sexual organ when people are married, as a do you know that according to the law, when you are married to somebody, within six months without having sex, the marriage can be annulled. Yeah. It means that all the gathering we've gathered with the addresses and things, said it's gone to waste. So marriage requires sex. So look at one next year. Tell the person, as you are seated here, sex is in front of you. It's coming to you. Oh, tell the person that marriage is sex is coming to you. Tell the person you are going to have sex someday. It's ahead of you. Hey, are we good? Yeah, it's ahead of you. So now here's what I'm going to say before we get up. Listen, it's ahead of you. What is what is said in African proverb? If the party is coming to your house. They are bringing the drums, they are bringing the drinks, they are bringing everything to your house. Why do you get up and meet it in the middle of the road? You are not a wise person when you do that. We all someday will have sex. You got an amen to you. We all someday will have sex. Look, as a matter of fact, the day, the day you are going to your marry, that night, you see, a pastor will go, Hell, oh Christ. Even your mother-in-law, your mother-in-law will tell them, father, look at I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Boom, boom. When, when, when people are married and the man is having said, where's the Holy Ghost? Where's the Holy Ghost? It's inside the man giving his chance. Hold the breast, hold the breast. Hold it. Don't let it go. Hold it. And do it this way. Uh-huh. <laughs> are you in the house? Yeah. And you see angels are clapping. Come on, go. Hey. Listen, Paul said, Paul said, listen, Paul said, when you are married, the only reason why you should separate, don't talk about sex, is because you're going to see God. But he said afterwards, he said, come back quickly. Resume the aha uh-huh, timetable every evening. Keep going. Keep going. So you're all going to have sex. Why are we intercepting God's plan? The enemy is just bringing us under condemnation and shame and disgrace. But tonight, hey, are you in the house? Oh, are you in the house? 
Something is changing. Amen. And we are choosing purity. Meaning that I can be a sexual being and still be pure. And how do I do so? I let my body be used only, only for what God created it to be used for. As a single person, that's holiness. That's purity. Are you in the house? So I want you to rise up on your feet with me wherever you are. We hope you've been blessed by this message. You know, listening to a message once is never enough. Stay connected for more and follow us on Instagram at ahava underscore to get in touch. Remember, you are loved. Stay blessed.